0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to, we loosely call it, Bank Holiday Sunday. What it really means is that you don't have to go to work today, but then you probably didn't go to work last Sunday either. And because you've got the Notting Hill Carnival, it's Children's Day today, it's uh, Adult Day for the Bank Holiday Monday... It's generally a bit of a nightmare for the people who live in and around Notting Hill. People have to sort of put earplugs in. If you live around there, uh, there's more than uh, a very good chance of people weeing in your front garden and by your front door and everything else. That's an occupational hazard. And before you think that's, uh, that's something that doesn't go on, believe you me, I spoke to people who live up there. It happens every year. This year, the police are putting in something to make sure nobody take knives... Uh, because they're worried about that. And also acid in people's faces. They're worried about that as well. And this is supposed to be carnival. God knows what really goes on in it. All of that and your texts and emails this morning, 84850, stevenlbc.co.uk. Oh, and believe it or not, Katie Price appears to have found a new boyfriend. I didn't know either. Come on. I did love it the other day, actually. Some, Some lady, I think called Marion, wrote to me. She's obviously written before, because she went straight into the dump box. And, um, and she said, uh, she was sort of saying uh, along the lines of, why don't you get your facts right? Stormy Daniels never appeared on Loose Women. I mean, this poor old bag was so delusional. I, to, I nearly wanted to write back and go, and um, uh, she did appear on Loose Women. She appeared twice, once in the backstage interview with Jane Moore. And then the next time she appeared actually on the panel. But this woman was so barking mad. She had no idea that, uh, that she'd actually been on there. It's about, and then they write, you know, she said, oh, I thought that you would have known, in a patronising sort of way, you know, about that. And I thought, well, I did, I did know, because I saw it. I saw it on there, and uh, she was as clear as day. The hardcore porn star, if you can call it that, uh, appeared on Loose Women. I love it when people are wrong. I love it. Uh, I was also... A little bit surprised that it took Celebrity Big Brother this long to get rid of Rodrigo Alvarez about his uh, free use of the N-word on the programme. He's quite clearly either a bit stupid, a bit simple, or he's cracked. And I'd like to suggest it's a combination of all three of those things. Uh, More dreariness, Susanna Constantine. So she's going into a dancing programme. Big deal. You know, we've seen all the interviews, we've seen the. Bo- it's so dull and boring now, I'm not surprised her, her sort of little career fizzled out. Uh, Paul Hollywood says he's a nice guy, really. And um, the Pope hits Ireland. Did he apologise? Not really. Not really, but this has been a huge problem. Pedophilia within the Catholic Church, and I'm sure it's in other churches. The trouble is, in other churches, they they try and weed it out as quickly as possible. The Catholic Church just lifted up the carpet and brushed it underneath. And you've seen all the films. If you've seen the film Catholic Boys, a true representation of what happens at sem- seminaries. Uh, and then there was the other film about the Washington Post. Uh, and then there was the uh, the Catholic Boys in Canada. It's huge. And at the very end of the Washington Post. Film. They run a list of all the towns and cities in the world with paedophile priests operating from the Catholic Church and they did nothing about it. They did nothing. In fact, one year they they eventually pulled their finger out, as it were, and got rid of, I think, about 300 priests. All they did in the early days, I remember seeing a documentary on the telly. They had a paedophile priest in, say, for example, Guatemala. Uh, People started complaining because he was interfering with the children. And so what do they do? They don't discipline him or get rid of him. They move him somewhere else, Mexico, so he could carry on abusing. You know, and it it takes a little bit more. The Pope's got to be a little bit more open and receptive. The trouble is, I think he is, I think it's the people that surround him going, oh, can't do that. Oh, can't do that. Goodness me, that would be terrible. So it's got nothing to do with, as some poor woman said earlier on, against the Catholic Church. It's going on in the Catholic Church. It's going on. Go, go now. It's going on, and it's been going on for donkey's years. So this is not something in the last five years. This is going back 40 years plus. At least, I would have thought, at least 40 years plus. Um, Preying on the poorest, that's the story of a shop later on, where if you're poor, you can buy all the items you want for your home. You know, you can have your um, sort of television and washing machine and tumble dry and all the rest of it, but you're paying more. You're paying more because they uh, they just charge you more. I don't know why, actually. I don't know why, but the interest rates for these people shopping in this particular store, and I'll tell you all about it, 99%, which of course is quite mild compared to some of the interest rates that we see on the television programmes. You know, borrow this much money up to this amount of money, and it's 1,950%. And I'm, the first time, I, I, sort of, I thought, good Lord, this seems an awful lot of money. Then I suddenly realised that they're sort of preying on the people who don't have the money. The people who don't have the money end up having to pay for it because that's your fault. You're poor. And they and they penalise you. And, and so it's, it's terrible, really. I mean, it really is. Ingrid Tarrant, Ingrid Tarrant is going to have a, a Shirley Valentine facelift. She's had a look at herself and she's decided that she wants to do it so uh I don't, I don't think personally she needs it, but if it makes people feel better having some sort of surgery on their bodies, I mean, I've got a few ideas for the producer, but I mean, it's not up to me to decide, you know you know what sort of what sort of bits we we would want changing, because if you ask somebody, you know if you could afford it, or if you felt brave enough, would you have cosmetic surgery you know, or some sort of procedure, you know what 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 would you have done and And I was thinking, well, I don't know, really. I I I would quite like to um to have a little bit of botox but I'm not I'm not that bothered about. It. I can live without it. I could live with it. I bought some some cream the other day, some uh, face cream, moisturizer. And uh and I quite enjoy putting that on actually. And for me that that's like having a little sorry. Like a 100 we well, know for two pots it was 99 pounds. Well, it was very reasonable, wasn't it? I'm glad you thought so. Very bitter. <laughs> He's doing that. It's not Nivea. It's not Vaseline. No, Vaseline you can't use as anything like that, can you? You can't use Vaseline. No, coconut oil you mustn't use, apparently. We had a piece in the paper this week that says that coconut oil is, is really not as good for you as people thought it was. Some people put it in their drinks, they put it in all sorts of things, and then they sort of, you know, massage it in. So apparently it's supposed to be very good for black skin, but I think that's coconut cream, which I think is different, so it's it's... Quality Street coconut. <laughs> they don't do a coconut. Oh, they do, actually. They do do a coconut in Quality Street. Oh, I always hated the round toffee. That's always the one that takes your fillings out. You know, you take the bit of toffee out and there's two of your teeth sitting in the top of it. That's always the one. <laughs> December the twenty. <20th. laughs> That's right. OK, anybody want the one with the Brazil nut in? Oh, God, yeah. The purple one. And then they're very uninteresting. You see, I used to go for Revels chocolates. And... Um, and and I went on. What did I go on? That's right. I went on to revels because they were little round sweets, but they all had a different kind of thing in there, a different sort of filling. Orange cream was my favourite. I love the orange cream. Always orange. Or filling that I like, um, strawberry. Shall we? I, I like soft centres friend of mine's got a chocolate shop in Richmond. They make their own chocolate. But, I mean, I, I'm not a chocolate person. I'm not a sweet person, really. In fact, I'm really not. I, um, and, but I always go for the soft centres. Look at the speed the Pope's whizzing through. I mean, some of these people have waited hours. Slow down. Go sl- that must be against the speed limit. Stop him. Stop him now. Here he goes, and the Pope's gone. Gone. There you go. Look at that. Honestly, hardly worth bothering. People on this side it didn't even look at. Very difficult. I think they should have three popes, one in the middle and one either side, perhaps like a reflective bit of glass or something, you know, and people sort of waving. But I mean, they don't go very fast. Well, now they've slowed down. Obviously, somebody said you're going way too fast. So you all you people at the beginning, you missed out. His, the, the number plate of his car is SCV1. I wonder what that stands for. But he, he, he pulled a bit of a crowd. You know, he didn't do too badly. And I don't know if people had to pay for it or... But, I mean, it's like... It's the culmination of, you know, it's the best thing that if you're Irish or if you're Catholic, you know, you don't have to be Irish to be in Ireland, do you? And uh, and it was was absolutely fantastic. I've never seen so many people out there. I went to try and see the Pope when he came to Twickenham. Went in a different entrance. Completely ruined it for me. Completely ruined it. Uh, Jane says, have a super day, I will. And somebody said, oh, Katie Price again. Well, don't, don't listen then. Go and find something else to do. Must be some chicken stock you can make up into something that's remotely interesting. Well, probably not, actually. Uh, a lot of people talking about uh, the Nottingham Carnival. A lot of people saying it. Uh, let's hope, and Matt Stadlin said at the end of the programme, let's hope that we, that we don't have any incidents with knives you know if you think it's big and clever to take knives and uh, and rob people and things like that you're going to come a very short cropper s c v one is an acronym, both in Italian and in Latin. The Latin is status Civitatis uh, vaticane i think that's how it is civitatis status so it's not no it's not your favorite and the italian is stato della cita del Vaticano. Translated in both languages means Vatican City. So much easier to use two words, isn't it? Really, where ten will do in uh, in Italian. One, two, three, four, five. But in fact, just Vatican City. So they bring their own car over. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't know why we... Be... There must have loads of cars in Ireland. Somebody would have lent the the car. They were all there. People loved it. You know, they might have seen him only for a few minutes. Jackie says, why are popes allowed to go around kissing children? Because he's the Pope. Because he's the Pope. That's what they do, popes. You know, give me your child. OK, there you go. You know, hand over your, your kiddie to some bloke you don't really know. Uh, I think there was loads of stuff out there. But it's not licensed, half of these flags and everything else that people are wearing. I was watching somebody selling balloons the other day. And uh, they had lots of pepper pigs and all sorts. I thought, I bet you don't pay for that. I think it's just, you know, people just sort of use the images. You don't have to, have to pay at all. Excuse me. Oh. oh love a Sunday. Do you think people... Yeah, I tell you what, they'll, they'll, all the kids will be getting up early this morning for the uh, for the kids' day at the Nottingham. But it hasn't got as much publicity. Really, it hasn't got as much publicity. There's no mention of it in any of the papers today. So perhaps, they, perhaps the papers have decided they're not going to bother with it. Perhaps it's, it's... I mean, it's gradually sort of fizzling out over the years. We know what it is, but every year it costs an arm and a leg for the policing of it. Uh, a lot of signs for Pope Francis saying, what about the abused people? you know nothing's been done well he's done quite a lot people holding flags up with arrest the pope as if that's going to be happening anytime soon arrest the pope we know it goes on there's a bloke on the television who's been doing the rounds andy who's a catholic abuse survivor and i can imagine how how angry and how upset he feels about the whole thing but the the pope isn't just over here to do things like that he has made a sort of an apology it's not really a proper apology, but I think that comes from the advisers. I'm totally convinced it's the advisers who say don't, don't don't get involved with this. So that's what they've they've done. They've sort of brushed it under the carpet, which is uh, it's just it's it's not good enough, is it really? It's not good enough. Uh, Steve, greetings from Poole. This is from Noreen, where we come for a week's break. She's, weather good. Since we've been here. But it poured on the way down. Traffic, needless to say, was dire. Afternoon tea later. Also go to see Mamma Mia. If it rains whilst we're here. We've seen it already, but we loved it. Yeah, so you should go and see it again. So you should. It's such a good show. And it's, it's such a, it's what I call a feel-good show. We all need, you know, feel-good shows. Shows that when you come out of there, you sort of, you, you feel really good. You know, I went with a friend of mine, Jordan. We went to see 42nd Street and we loved that. We thought that was great. And I've seen quite a few. Uh, oh, it's Danny O'Donnell. There's Daniel O'Donnell, there's the Pope. I wonder how many people get, get to meet the Pope. I mean, you know, for, actually just looking at it, I'm sorry to talk about it while I'm watching it. But, you know, if you're Catholic and you're devout and, and the Pope comes and you get to meet him, I mean, that's going to be the day that you remember for the rest of your life. You're not going to forget something like that. Heavens. I'm not Catholic and even I'm excited by the whole thing. But I'm not excited about the uh, the abuse side of it. Uh, we've met a man in the paper today, tell you about him in a minute. Uh, he has a, a problem, but you might not see this as a problem. He does, and I'll tell you why in a second. It's 5.15. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. It's always very interesting that anybody from Love Island, after they've come out and nobody's interested in them, they have to start issuing advice. One of them called Zara as I say, could could be anybody I know, Uh, says that, uh, you know, it's left her feeling insecure and worthless. So to celebrate, she's posed topless. (laughs) Good career move, dear. Good career move. Uh, Also, the TV farm celebs, not known by the bloke whose farm they're using. He's never heard of people like Louis Spence, which is probably to his advantage. And um, what was the other one, actually? Oh, yes, axing paper prescriptions. The NHS could save a lot of money. I mean, you could probably just do them on computer. Mine's a repeat prescription. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Got to tell you, good news. The other day, what did I tell? No, I can't remember if I told you. I've got the uh, the next date for my cataracts, which is uh, which is very good. So I'm I'm very very happy, very happy. So we had the we've had the one eye done, and then we put in for the for the second eye. And bless their hearts, uh, I'm going in September. So unfortunately, it will mean taking a day off because it's early, it's very early. It's like eight o'clock in the morning, very early, which actually doesn't bother me. But I was so thrilled to have got that. But uh, my my prescription, and I get eye drops on prescription, we just add them on. I go to the chemist, uh, Mr. or one of his excellent team, send it off to my doctor and they, they, they just add it on there. But you could send it over. You don't need to see people running about all over the place. You can just send it over by computer, which will probably save an awful lot of bits of paper all over the place. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, yes. Lost at sea for 10 hours. Hailed a heroin. Turned out she did jump. Told you. Told you. That's why she's gone into hiding. Otherwise, you'd have read all about her in the papers. But uh, no, she's a liar. She's a liar. He also, the boyfriend, had all his business assets frozen in Spain. Not looking very promising, is it, really? And uh, Mel B says she's going to check into a clinic. Uh, she's writing her autobiography. In fact, actually, I think it's already been finished, really. But anyway, she says it's still going on. Ghosted, of course. And, um, and it's going to talk about everything in her life, presumably having threesomes with her ex, and uh, going into court and making a complete arse of yourself and uh, just about any one of a number of other things. But apparently she wants she wants you to go easy on her because it's really a very difficult time for her. Of course it is. She's writing a book about her father and stuff like that. She's trying to flog a book. So, you know, it's, that's, that's what all these people do, isn't it? They, they do send uh, all this stuff off to the printers. And uh, another one here. And... Uh, Oh, yes. Oh, the Katie Price story. I know there's somebody here who says that I love hearing about uh, Steve Allen and is talking of Katie Price. So just for you, sweet cheeks, it's a woman, obviously, you know, somebody who does a little heart is definitely not a man unless they're really camp. And uh, so it could be an old woman. I don't know. It could be Marion back again, I should imagine. But anyway, so um, so Katie Price caught in a pub with a new bloke. And that appeared in all the papers on Saturday. And somebody wrote to me. Uh, and, and it was quite funny actually and says, as we share the same love for Katie Price, I know the tax office really like her I thought it might be well pointing out that instead of going to the blacksmith's arms at Adversane with her new toy boy she should have turned right before the crossroads and gone on to muddles stroke Adversane vehicle breakers yard and done us all a favour one crush is all it takes <laughs> it's lovely, I love it really but uh, as I say, I think she's, di- oh, she's she's now ditched the first one apparently She's, uh, she's not interested in the, in, the, in the one she went out with because she suddenly realised she's seen his little pokey house and realised he hasn't got any more money than she has. So uh, she's found this bloke. Uh, his, his family apparently are rich and loaded. We don't know why, actually, but uh, I'm looking forward to prison. Not for me, for her, obviously, you know, for sort of evading tax and closing down companies, you know. Somebody says, I don't understand why Steve uh, has an obsession with her. Because she's in the papers all the time. That's why it's in the papers. You'll be telling me next you don't want to talk about Brexit. Good Lord, I bet you had the same problem with decimalisation, didn't you? But uh, not for another two years, by the way. I thought I'd tell you that now. Uh, Superdrug are doing cheap Botox and fillers from 99 quid. I I, I don't want to go into a high street chemist, thank you very much indeed, and have Botox, Jackie. I I really don't. Uh, Should cyclists, Steve have road insurance? I'm surprised they haven't. I'm very surprised they haven't. A friend of mine had his car scratched and dented by an 18-year-old who wasn't looking where he was going. My friend had to claim off his own insurance. Yes, I mean, you know, it's it works both ways. Cyclists complain about it. But I think if you're on the road, and if we didn't have any cars, which, of course, they'd all love, you wouldn't have any roads because we actually pay for the roads. Cyclists don't pay diddly-squat. They don't make any contribution whatsoever. Especially the ones who've got the go-faster stripes and the lycra and the, uh, and the air horn. Beep, 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 beep. I always wave at them. Hello. You know, you do all those sort of things out there. It adds to it, doesn't it? But no, they should have road insurance. Why not? Would make perfect sense for them. Not necessarily uh, everybody else. And um, another one here, uh, which is uh, somebody else who's talking about the Notting Hill Carnival. Basically, basically saying that uh, they did go once. And that was about as much as they could take. It is the same every year. It is lots of people half naked with feathers on and... Uh, that's just a policeman. And then you've got some other people as well. You will have pictures in the paper, I guarantee, you, by Monday morning of jolly, jolly black ladies holding a policeman's helmet in one hand whilst twerking, you know, with which is this sort of Dancing and the policemen will be trying to look as though they're enjoying themselves whereas opposed to the fact that they've been commandeered for this one when i as a kid when i was a kid says mark who's in delaware there was a song about delaware what did delaware boys what did delaware i can't remember who sang it but i remember the song when i was a kid i had a peanut allergy and the kids at school would make me play russian roulette with a bag of revels oh, that's so cruel children can be so cruel and yet it's so funny at the same time so here we go. They used to do. We 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 played a game on air once, which was Russian roulette with chocolate and uh, a spinning thing and a little pretend gun. And all, all the chocolates were shaped like bullets, and they all had chocolate in it except one, which was red hot chili. And so what you do if if you lost, you had to you spun the wheel and you picked the chocolate there. And we did it. This was with a friend of mine called Alan who was our guest on the programme, and we, we used to try him out with everything. We had a tarantula uh, in, in chocolate. We had beetles in chocolate, which we got from Fortnum & Mason. They do all sorts of strange creatures. Tarantula chocolate. It's actually a tarantula covered in chocolate. And they also had a tarantula lollipop as well. You could see it in, in the actual lollipop, and then you licked it, you know, and 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 the flavour is dead tarantula, I suppose. I don't know. I wasn't brave enough to try it, but he did try the chocolate roulette, and he did lose. He did bite into it. He went, oh, it's chocolate. <laughs> it was because uh, it was the other stuff. It was good fun, though, actually. As I say, it, it's lovely when you watch other people sort of suffering, and you don't have to. It's always great. Go on, do it, do it. That's why I used to get people on, on the television programmes. You know, go on, we're looking for somebody to sit naked and in their pants in a bath full of baked beans. You go, yeah, I'll do it. Why? Because I want to be on television. Fantastic, be on television. Oh, yes, my little story about the Notting Hill Carnival. It's only a little one. It's only a little one. Years and years ago, years and years ago, uh, we did lots of outside broadcasts. We still do outside broadcasts now, but this was one specifically for Sunday afternoon, two hours of Steve Allen and Therese Birch at the Notting Hill Carnival. So, you know, they, they give you all the information. The radio car goes out there. They give you two long mics on leads and we can climb onto the roof of the radio van, which was like a transit van, but all converted to a studio and everything else. And they have to turn the aerial around to get the best signal. And uh, it was pitched in Notting Hill. And the idea is that, you know, we, we sort of do half an hour warm up, everything else. Um, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden they, they start walking uh, through and we get the sounds and the bands and all the rest of it. So it was quite exciting, actually. So Therese Birch and I set off and then we sort of, you know, just sort of chat away about it. And, and we, we can hear bits of the Notting Hill Carnival. We can, we, we, we can hear bits of the audio. You know, we, we can hear the noise and steel drums. And I'm getting quite excited, actually. is people walking past us. And then there's a load more people walking past us. And, uh, and then it gets to sort of the news. And, and then, so, so we've already done half an hour. Then we do another, another sort of half an hour. Then we do another half an hour. So there's only half an hour left. And still we can hear the Notting Hill Carnival. And it's all very exciting. We're on the roof. And she's on the ground talking to people about absolutely nothing. Seriously, it was a bit difficult. It's like trying to take blood out of a stone. But anyway, it all, it all sort of, it was all going really well, actually. And then we sort of, we're now getting to the end of the programme and still, still we haven't, um, we, we haven't actually seen the carnival. We still haven't seen the carnival. And so literally in the last closing minutes of the carnival, it arrives the Notting Hill Carnival. We wasted, an, wasted about an hour and 55 minutes to stand there to see the Notting Hill Carnival. But even then, we didn't see it. Why? We were in the wrong road. So, in fact, as we stood on the roof of the radio car, we could see it crossing the other road that we weren't on. A totally pointless exercise at all. Uh, Steve is, uh, is at Carfest. Uh, down in uh, Hampshire, isn't it? Uh, no, you didn't see me down there. But my brother's down there, and his uh, girlfriend, and absolutely uh, loved it. But they do have a car like mine down there, I think. I'm pretty certain they have actually. But no, you didn't see me. I'm going to try and go next year. I'm going to definitely going to try and go next year. I couldn't, I couldn't do it this year actually, but uh, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to try and go next year because it's cars and music and food. My brother's having a great time. Absolutely great time. Thanks to uh, one. Very special individual, uh, Perry Como was the one. What did Delaware boys? What did Delaware? But Delaware is a is a is a place. What are you eating? You, you eat the blueberries. They're very good for you. They're very good for you. Already, you're looking healthier. I gave him blueberries and raspberries, and he's already looking healthier, which is good, isn't it? Do you feel better. They are a superfood, blueberries. I don't know why they're. I can't remember why they were a superfood and what they're supposed to do. It's. Well, you know, they used to have those berries years ago. They would say they have grown on the Himalayan slopes or something. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then they go, sorry, cactus What? What is that? Cactus water. Oh, sounds horrid. Oh, it sounds horrid. I don't understand like Because cactus or cacti do hold water, don't they? That's why they live for such a long time in the desert. And uh, supposedly you can squeeze them out and get the, the water from inside them. But I don't think cactus juice sounds like a bit of a hybrid. It sounds like somebody's going to mix up some naff old cactus leaves and shove it out to people. Like, what are you eating that for? Cactus pulp with unfiltered water or filtered water? And natural oh, natural flavorings is the giveaway because I don't know what cactus tastes like. Do you feel any better though for having? See, I, I do that. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. It never works for me at all. I had little tiny sausages, but that's my business. And um, and, and beans. And I wanted to go and get some red onion. Because I've, I've, I've fallen into the trap of Waitrose ready-prepared red onions. Who can be bothered to buy red onions and slice them? They do a bag full of sliced red onions. In fact, you have to buy two bags. Of, uh, they're only about 90p. Well worth it as far as I'm... I know I should buy the onions and do it, but I mean, to be honest with you, it's only 99p, isn't it? It doesn't make any difference. Uh, more from you on, the, uh, on the, uh, the text and emails. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Let's have a check on the news, shall we? At five thirty, with the latest headlines, Thomas Watts. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's uh, Sunday. It's Bank Holiday Sunday. It's going to rain. That's all I can tell you. It's going to rain. I checked with a friend of mine the other day because I, I always, I always send a little, a uh, little envelope off to a friend of mine, and every, and I always get panicky because sometimes it arrives really quickly, and I always say to her, "Listen, tell me when it arrives," and she goes, "Right." And so I put it in the post and uh, hadn't arrived the next day, hadn't arrived the next day. And by that time, I'm getting slightly jittery about it, worrying about where is this on flow gone. But in fact, I'm dead lucky. The post service are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And then she phoned me yesterday. She went, it's arrived. Panic over. Thank goodness. Uh, So tell me, Steve, how is... uh, how is the uh, the car fest going? I'm hoping it's very good. Uh, Matthew says, police already at the end of my road and the temporary loos. This year I have been able to park right outside my house. It's a temp. Some people... Don't, you know, if you're standing there, and I've, I can only hold this up as, you know, something that I've experienced, and you really, really want to go to the toilet, portable loos are the most disgusting things. I mean, they really... They're, they're just absolutely awful. And if you're standing there and they're really busy... And you think, I really need to go to the... T- I have been known to get out of the way you know on the motorway. You know, if you actually get out of the car on the motorway, you take your life in your hands. Seriously, you've got to be so careful. The car's within inches of you. And all you want to do is have a wee. All you want to do is have a wee. Nothing matters than having a wee. I mean, I've thought of disastrous scenarios. You know, when you've gone, Oh, I think I need to go to the toilet. Oh, my God, I think I'm going to the toilet. You know, and you've got to be really careful about it. So, you know, the portaloo's going up. And, um... And then people will use them, and they're just... Some of them are good. They seem to be linked into sort of some sort of truck or something, but the but the, the individual ones... I feel sorry for women. I feel really sorry for women, because, the, you know, men can seem to wee in a milk bottle, but women, you know, they've got to have cubicles and hand dryers and all the rest of it. So there's always a queue for the women's toilets. Although nowadays, they actually think that uh, if they have unisex, lose. But, I mean, who wants unisex? That's in, in Europe. If ever you've encountered that... <laughs> And, uh, Steve, you mentioned the back holiday weather. We're looking forward to PC rain assisting us over the next few days. Yes, I know. Steve, if I were to have Botox, says Ted, I'd have to have my passport photo changed every six months. I don't think I could face it. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's this Botox thing. I don't think you're going to change dramatically. I don't think you sort of... It's only if you're lined, if you're a very lined person, well, then you can have... I mean, I mean, the trick is, take all your clothes off, stand in front of the mirror, start naked... And and be terribly then now now turn side I know it's horrible turn sideways, okay? Still look as impressive? No. And luckily you never get to see the back of you, do you? So you've got no idea what's going on round there. We don't bother with that bit at all. You know, very rarely just stand in front of the mirror and hold a mirror behind you, see see what your bum looks like. You know, because you don't know. You might have a peachy bum. You might might not have a bum at all. I know. Sometimes people walk past in here. They've got no bottoms or anything. You know, they're sort of sh- vertically up and down. And so, and I never worry about that anyway, because my jeans were always a bit sort of loose, as it were. And I quite like loose jeans. Uh, but I think I'm losing weight. I think I'm losing weight. I'm going to be stopping drinking for another month, which is good. Otherwise, they won't do the cataracts. So I'm booked in. 26th, I think it is. 26th for the cataract. And I can't wait. That means I will then have practically perfect vision practically perfect vision, which is something I've not had for a, for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, last week, we put our chicken wire outside our front yard, and it basically worked. One person tried to wee through the through the wiring, but at least we didn't have 30 people peeing in there. It's beginning to sound a bit like a gay bar, Matt. Never heard of such a thing. There was a bar in... <laughs> you'll laugh. <laughs> we did. And, um, and it was in a, a bar in Grand Canaria, which Dale and I went to and we went to the toilet and there wasn't there wasn't actually a toilet there was just chicken wire and a bath and you weed through chicken wire. Have you ever heard of such a thing before? Seriously, I came out of there a changed person. All completely different for me. I only went back another couple of times, you know. <laughs> uh, also, 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 what was this one? Oh, yes, uh, Noreen is in pool. So go to see Mamma Mia, which is good. So we're quite happy about that. And the papers this morning. And the papers, what are they doing? They're doing the same sort of stories. In fact, sometimes I do look at the papers and think, I'm sure I did this story before. Um, Kate Garraway, why she regrets flashing her knickers. Rochelle Humes on She Almost Poisoned Mary Berry. That'd be quite a, an achievement, wouldn't it? And Paul Gascoigne has opened up about the, uh, the death of his beloved nephew. He took an overdose, I think. And, uh, I thought that was some time ago. I thought it was some time ago. Uh, Danny Dyer only went on Love Island after failing to land a dream role with her dad on EastEnders. I think probably because you can't act. Do you not think it would be that? I would, that's what I would think it would be. Uh, Jermaine and Chloe will have sex in the house. This is Jermaine Pennant and Chloe Ailing Again, I, d- I don't really care for either of them. I really don't. Uh, he's actually married. And uh, his wife must be delighted being made to look a complete and utter fool. Must be like being married to John Terry. You know, here's John Terry. Oh, look, there's the doormat of a wife. And here you've got exactly the same. ex uh, Factor bosses plan to stage a One Direction reunion. Yeah, right. Good luck with that one. I can think of at least two people who wouldn't be remotely interested. Rodrigo Alvarez, the one who have all the surgery uh, to look like Ken. Unfortunately, just looks like bad Thai drag, I'm afraid. Poor soul. He used to be a trolley dolly, and now he's just uh, a nasty little racist irritant. And so uh, he says he was struggling to cope and missed his phone. So he obviously came up with filthy racist language. They've kicked him out. You know, it was it was a repeat of the stuff that he'd done before. Uh, also, the bosses there have been slammed for signing up Jermaine Pennant. I mean, seriously, Chloe Ailing must be either the thickest person under the sun, or she doesn't know he's married, or she doesn't really know anybody apart from herself. And uh, and also Dan Osborne, a nasty little piece of work at the best of times. So that's that one. Uh, also, uh, um, oh. do you know girls tell the Navy <coughs> people who are, are, you know wanted to go into the forces that they won't they won't go commando. I don't think it's what we think it is, because stints on Love Island have been chosen ahead of joining the Marines. You know, you know, oh, I was, I was so traumatised by being on there. By the way, here's my boobs. What do you reckon? You know, and that's it. Or we have another pretend relationship because that's about it. Uh, Kelsey Grammer has found the perfect way to spell out his love for his wife, Kate Walsh, and keep amorous fans at bay. He says he's had the word Kate tattooed near his manhood. Why not have it on it? Or is maybe not enough room to type in K-A-Y-T-E. Know what I'm saying? Uh, also, uh, puppy love as royal pair welcome a new pal. This is the very hard-working members of the junior branch of the royal family. Uh, plus, Paul Gascoigne. Something odd about him, is it? I think, to be honest with you, if you've done that much booze, you know, it's bound to affect you. Bound to affect you. Uh, is that Coronation Street? No, no. Teddy star Tina Malone is in talks to join Coronation Street. But uh, she's admitted she started talks and said, I've actually been for a chat. All right, that's your that's your fate sealed. You'll never make it now. You're not supposed to talk about these things. It's supposed to be secret. Remember secret squirrel? Good Lord above. And um, there's a woman here. For years she's collected what are called reborn dolls. I don't know if you're aware of reborn dolls, but um, there was a programme on the television about the woman who makes them. And this woman became addicted to them. They're babies made out of a soft vinyl, everyone's individual, they look like babies. No, when I say they look like babies, they look like babies. They don't look like a toy. They look like... And, and you're paying a huge amount of money. Anyway, this this woman has got um, 40 of them. 40. But now she's had a proper baby. She spent £60,000 on these toys. And if you put one in, in a pram, people would think it was... A, because it's asleep. And people think it's a baby. I can I can tell you no more than that. They're the most realistic things. If you go on to the internet and type in reborns, you should see these these babies, these vinyl babies, and each one is individual. And so people go in there and they come with their own, basically sort of list of everything you need for them. They've got their own outfits and they've got you know everything. But they they do look very very real. In fact, they they look as real as as Madame Two Swords you know it's it's a, it's a it's a, a very strange thing but people seem to like them if they can't have children this is the nearest thing so she's got 60,000 quid's worth they're not cheap they're not cheap at all look that's a touch Oh, it's a touch activated one no these other ones are even more expensive even more this is 149 pounds and uh, it's weighted to feel like a real baby so if it some of them are asleep and and the ones who are asleep look the most realistic because you know otherwise it's just a baby staring at you going I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. You know, and then you get quite scared. You know, imagine the bedroom door uh, opens and there's the baby standing there. I hate you, I hate you. I mean, seriously, it's much easier to get a rabbit or a, or a hamster or something like that. Uh, Zara McDermott has warned contestants from Love Island... Uh, About entering the villa and claimed the show left her insecure with self-esteem issues. Yep, so here I am in my bikini. Woo! Let me stick him into the face of the camera. And uh, that's her idea of getting round it. And I didn't tell you about Ryan. This is Ryan Howarth. Ryan Howarth has a rare eating disorder. He can only eat chicken nuggets and chips. That's all he can eat. And so every day for nearly 20 years, he struggles to swallow anything else. Can you believe that, Nick? He struggles. I don't believe it. Either. I mean, apparently. I mean, now he's getting better and he can eat fruit, vegetable sandwiches. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? Really. But uh, he just likes. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm looking at them thinking they look quite nice. I think there should be Kentucky Fried Chicken nuggets. You know, you she get the sort of the coating on each of them. It's quite a nice thing. But uh, he, he used to chew his food for aid. Never liked it. Now he's much happier because he can he can branch out a little bit. Is that? That's another one. Lovely reborn. So look, one thousand seven hundred and ninety-nine pounds. That's two thousand pounds. They're handmade. They take about forty-five to fifty workdays. Uh, you can pay by PayPal, and they say here this doll has gorgeous chubby rolls and creases, just like a real baby. This doll has a, also has a soft body, especially made to fit perfectly. And they've got—they're filled with tiny glass beads to give the weight and high density. Yeah. They say, this is an ideal first reborn baby, which won't break the bank. Uh, his head flops as well, just like a real child. <laughs> the trouble is, people love them. They love them. It's like, you know, you know, in America, that craze that started years and years ago, you can have your, uh, your dead pet freeze-dried and put into a, a loving position so it can sit by, by your chair. So if you had a pussycat that you really liked, you could have it sitting by, by the chair and they, they sort of, it's almost like embalming. But it's called freeze-drying. Freeze and they do that. And people have dogs done and everything else like that. I don't know why. It's just uh, people are into different things. So I can't knock it because one day I might be like that. I might be going into all sorts of uh, sort of strange areas. And I think, well, people might think some of the things I collect are a bit bizarre. So why not? Uh, Steve says, Adrian, you're sizzling, as usual. certainly doesn't take Katie Price long to move on to another man. Apparently, she's fallen out of love with the one that she was... This was it. This was the one. And then she obviously saw the house and realised that, as I said before, uh, he had less money than she had, and she's brassic. And so she's managed to find somebody else. Oh, is that it? Is these, are these all the... Yeah, a room full of freeze-dried pets. Ooh, scary. I've never seen a whole room full of them. We, oui. They do look better than stuffed pets, I know, but because they're, they're... We hate you. We hate you. So what they do is take all the moisture out of the body. They freeze them to minus nine. I'm assuming they've got to be dead first, otherwise you're a bit of a problem. <laughs> do yes, a toxical. I never said that. Producer said that. Don't, please don't write into me. I'm an animal lover. And, um, and two and a half thousand quid. Oh, right, is that them and there? So they put them in this thing, and then they, they sort of freeze-dry them down, and then they give them back to you. You know, Rover is no more. He's now just a, a sort of a slightly larger ice cube sitting in the corner of the room, <clears throat> and and people people like that. I think it gives them comfort. I'm not sure I'd I'd want something that looked that lively because you you might stumble down the stairs in the middle of the night to encounter Rex, who's who's come back to life, and uh, you know, because you never know. It could be cryonics for dogs, stuff like that. That sort of worries. They can what? They could guard the guard the fake baby everything 's fake now isn 't it imagine going to somebody 's house i had a they, they gave me a a fake baby once on channel five and and I had to look after it for twenty four hours and It was a baby that sort of looked a little bit like a baby uh, but you could see if you looked closely that it wasn 't actually a baby but it had a computer on board, and everything you did for it registered on the computer so when you took it back the following day, the idea is that they gave it to um uh, young mums to try and put them off having babies, so this thing would burst into tears and cry uncontrollably for ages, and you had to go, come on, rock it backwards and forwards. So I, I took this thing into ITN, and uh, it it started it started in the lift, started in the lift, and you'd have to wake up every so often to feed it. And uh, in the end, you have to t- seriously, it was the most stressful time of my entire life. I then vowed, I'm never going to have a baby. I've decided. I think what you should do is inherit them at around 14, 15. And that way, at least they can look after themselves. And they're potty trained, which is brilliant. You know, know, there's no point in having something that's not potty trained. So I sort of thought, you know, did I want to do it? And it was an experiment to see how I would cope with a child. And apparently I didn't (laughs) didn't do particularly well. Because at one point it screamed half the night. And I was driving into town with it in the front seat of the car. And it started crying. (laughs) I thought, don't start now. Don't start. So I went, shh. And so it went, and so by the time we get to work, the thing is Bradley's screaming the place down. It was terrible. Uh, You mentioned the bank holiday weather. We're looking forward to PC Rain assisting us over the next few days during Carnival, says Ollie. I know it's just oh dear, I just I despair. Listen, it's only rain. It's only rain. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. Is Skippy the bush kangaroo going to be on the show this morning? Says Anthony. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I did have something very funny to play you, but I don't. I don't know if I can actually play it because I think it's it's been out before, and it was sent to me by somebody the other day of somebody in this uh, in this building um, <laughs> of um, who sort of tinkered around with something I did on the programme, and you might have heard this before. I am not sure. I'll, I'll just sort of see if if you can hear it. If if you can't hear it and it, it sounds a little bit peculiar, so just work on the assumption. That, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. That um, I have conversations occasionally with the producer, but what you don't hear is him, you don't hear the producer reply. Basically, basically, because we've taken the microphone away, there is no point at all in having that. And so, a very good friend of mine put this thing together, and um, and I listened back to it, and it made me laugh again. So, I'm going to play it to you. So, this is this was a conversation, I'm going to do it through the microphone, so tr- try try and get the best out of it as you can. And um, I think this was played only the other week. I didn't play it. Um, and it's me talking to the producer, who I think had just come back from from a holiday. So uh, if, if if the sound quality is not, not brilliant... Wait a minute. Then uh, I'll I'll stop it, because the producer will tell me if, it, if if you can't hear anything. OK, ready? It goes... I bet, I bet you don't pack heavy, do you? I bet, I bet you pack really lightly. <coughs> I bet you just have, have a little sort of... Small... Oh, you've got... Checking bag and... Have, oh, real Oh, blimey. Oh, you've got presents. See, I just think, give them cash. them cash. had to worry about... Have you had to wrap the presents to take up there? Oh, God, I hope they look all right when they go through the X-ray. I always worry about things like that, you know. <laughs> yes. It's like the people who stagger back. We used to have one over here. And okay, excuse me, as you're going through customs, you know. Might like to come over here? I know you've gone through the Green Channel, but you look suspect. And... Uh, Yes. Have a nice... Uh, when do we see you back? we see you back uh, after Christmas. OK. We'll do FaceTime. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'll be wearing my Father Christmas hat. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Coming up the news at five o'clock... Do you know, every, every time I play it, it always makes me smile. I don't know why, it's just one of those things. You'll have to... When you uh, 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 sort of listen back to the programme later, when you're streaming it, It will it will still put a smile on your face. Still put a smile on your face. There's nothing you can do about every. The first time I heard it, I thought that is so funny, so because I never thought that anybody would do anything like that. I've obviously lost my creativity a little bit. Um, right, oh break, break, break. Sorry, nine to six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Sunday morning. If you're getting ready for Notting Hill Carnival, it's Kids Day today. Can we try and remember that? You know, it's Kids Day. It's for children. Thank you very much indeed. I know the very usual amount of uh, of drunkenness and um, all sorts of dreadful things going on, but just try and remember: it is for children. It's supposed to be their day, and they're supposed to uh, try and enjoy it. And they're not to really be influenced by stupid people going around with uh, with knives. Uh, do you enjoy ironing? No, of course not. Don't be so ridiculous. You know, name me anybody who enjoys ironing. Well, apart from people who iron for a living, but most people hate ironing. I can't think of anything. Well, I don't do. I have somebody who does it. Not, not for me. Food is medicine. Raspberries help repair nerves, regulate blood sugar, and aid weight loss. Wild blueberries remove neurotoxins out of the liver and improve and strengthen eyesight. Says John, who's the gay boy trucker, which is quite nice. So he knows about these things because you wouldn't find a gay person who didn't know about blueberries removing neurotoxins. You know, that's, that's all gay people have got in their cupboards at home. They've got neurotoxins. This is what gets rid of it. People are so healthy nowadays. Years ago, people weren't healthy. They weren't actually bothered about being healthy. Now, you walk into sort of bars and everybody looks a bit buff. They all look like they're models or about destined to go on Love Island. And then they open their mouth. That's when it all goes horribly wrong. Did you hear Nick Abbott last night? No. But I did hear by the end of his programme his voice was almost gone. And, uh, and Brian says he's going to see Les Miserables next Monday night. I'm on a date. Oh dear! Oh, I don't know. Is that? I don't think that's the show to take a date to, Les Miserables. Do you hear the people sing? Singing a song of angry men. It's oh, very good. Oh, Nick couldn't. Oh right. Well, that's nice. So Nick, Nick couldn't compete the last fifteen minutes. Not the first time I've heard of that. And um, and so sort of gave up. Did it, what? What's he gave up? What's what's he got? Has he got some sort of throat infection? We is. Oh, is it really getting bad? Bless him, honestly. I've had that before now. It's terrible. Especially when your voice is your tool. And and you come in and you sort of think, oh, I'll be great. I've had it where I've sort of started and gone, eh, like nothing comes out. Which is which is terrible. Terrible. It's very, very difficult. Very, so I'm, I sympathise with him. But luckily it was only the last 15 minutes. You imagine if it came in at the beginning of the programme. I've had the cough. Was he really bad? Oh, dear. That's a shame, isn't it? Well, he, he should take my advice. to Get some manuka honey today. And uh, that's that's coats your throat, you know. Anything that coats the throat with like a lubricant is sort of it's it's quite. And he should, but he shouldn't speak, because speaking doesn't help, because it it makes it worse. So the idea is you're supposed to just sort of lubricate, just sort of mix some manuka honey with a bit of water, a little bit of turmeric, tiny bit of turmeric, tiny bit, not a spoonful, less than a quarter of a spoonful, teaspoon, and uh, and then sort of slowly, just keep that in your mouth, like that. You know, so you sort of not sort of like gargling. So and then and it's very good for you. It's very good. It's got medicinal properties. You you do honey and lemon, yeah. Are you do using manuka honey or just any old honey? Probably just any old honey, aren't you? Yeah. Probably like any old lemon. Oh, look, there's a lemon. Oh, I wonder what year that was in the fridge. Oh, well, let's cut it in half and squeeze it and see what happens. You sort of cut it open. It's a, that, that blue mould is a bit of a giveaway, actually. You feel like shouting out for Marie Curie, don't you? Come on, Marie, we found a cure for penicillin. We found penicillin, which is lovely. Middle-aged men in lycra. Apparently that's M-A-M-I-L-S's, uh, mammals, who cycle around the country lanes in packs on a Sunday. Says, so, so you want to come down our way? We have them in Kingston. Seriously. Seriously, they sit outside a popular cafe in our market town with lycra tightly stretched over their unattractive bodies—a very disturbing sight for all. I can well imagine. I could seriously, I could well imagine. We have it in, in Kingston. I'm trying to get past them, it's a bit of a nightmare. But uh, you know, there you go. Uh, so Brian's on his blind date on the Monday. I can't remember being on a blind date. I've never been on a blind date. How would you know where they were? You know, what's the point? I do, they go, "Oh, would you like a blind date?" I spoke to somebody other, enough, You're the second person. Who has, who has told me that they've been on blind dates recently. Because in London, if you don't have a date, I mean to be honest with you it's A, it's half the price, so it's much, much cheaper. And B, I mean there's no it's like, you know, always if you have a, if you have a date at the moment, heading up towards Christmas, probably about beginning of December, dump them. Okay? That saves you having to buy them a present. So you just go, I don't want to go out with you anymore and they go, ooh, you go, listen, Brian, pull yourself together. You know, I'm not going out with you. And then you just, just leave them. And then other side of Christmas go, well, I've thought about it. I might go out with you again. And that's all right. So never been with somebody during Valentine's Day. Except what's the point? Have you been past restaurants on Valentine's Day? A lot of miserable looking people sitting at tables, staring at each other. Why don't you just stay at home, you boring little so-and-sos? Honestly, it's terrible. Terrible. that nobody enjoys themselves. And they give you food that suppose they go... You're like, uh, you're like an aphrodisiac. You think, what, well, in a restaurant? Are you mad? What's the point of that? Might have worn off by the time you get home, mightn't it? Uh, but no, no, do not go out to restaurants on Valentine's. It's just silly. If you're feeling romantic, if you've been married to somebody for 30 years, last thing you want to do is sit out there in a restaurant with other camera. You like Rose for the lady? What? I've been with her for 30 years. Give her a garden. It's so much easier. Uh, Chris says, I'm listening to her in my tent. In the back garden. I never went camping as a kid and t- sometimes sleep better in the tent. I'm 45 too. Oh, Chris, those things that crawl into the tent at night. Unless you've got a built-in ground sheet. Oh, ghastly. Ghastly, ghastly. Oh, you don't want any earwigs and stuff like that. Do you? Oh, no, thank you. No, I did it once, actually. I'll read out the other side of the news. Uh, Mel B's statement. Uh, bearing in mind she's flogging a book. And uh, so she's sort of come up with everything. She's been in and out of court. She's battling booze and sex demons. Gosh, sounds like sort of the ultimate killer, doesn't it, really? What So what have you been doing? I've been battling booze and sex demons. What the dickens are they? I haven't seen one of those for years. Have you ever seen any? You wouldn't mind a sex demon, would you? No. Well, I tell you what, that's your Christmas present sorted out. <laughs> uh, the gang fight do you know there are lots of gangs in this country but they're fighting to run the worst jail in Britain these are gangs in prison Lily Allen's writing her autobiography uh, PPI payouts from beyond the grave and Paul Hollywood says I'm really a very nice person yes I believe he probably is and the scandal of the ghost patients there's loads of them you're listening to a podcast from LBC <laughs> Morning, everybody. really nice to have you company. Welcome to Bank Holiday Sunday. I'm getting excited because I'm, I don't want it to rain. In fact, I'd rather it didn't rain, but then apparently after the rain we got the heat back again and that I really don't because yesterday morning when I woke up, I was watering the um, the hanging baskets and um, and it was freezing. It was seriously it was like it was like winter. It was it was really terrible. Uh, in the papers today, the scandal of the 3.6 million ghost patients John McKay... The US senator, you know, has died at the age of 81 and uh, he appears to be very, very popular. He's 81. He had a very, very good innings. He had a he'd stopped his uh, his cancer treatment. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, you feel sorry for the family. The Obamas sent a really nice message, which you heard on LBC this morning. And I thought that was that was quite a nice thing. Trump was a little bit a little bit later doing a tweet and it really didn't say very much at all, which I thought was a was a great shame. But uh, nevertheless, Pippa's brother-in-law signs up a Michelin-starred chef to win MasterChef. This is the useless Spencer Matthews, the man who's, you know, supposedly so sort of OKR and all the rest of it, and has to do down-market shows on the television. He can't find anything that actually will sort of demonstrate just how how intelligent he really is, because he's not. Uh, Spurs blots yacht. This is somebody who's got a huge yacht. And people living in a block of flat. This, this yacht is so big, it's blocked out all their light at the front. Nicola from Whetstone says you should get Sweep in. I love Sweep. Can you imagine if we did everything on the programme and Sweep could answer us all the way through? It'd begin to sound like the Nick Abbott show, wouldn't it? Eh-eh. Uh-uh. Oh, that no, was Ed the Duck. Uh, did you buy the DVD player? No. No. And uh, somebody says, Have you ever considered Katie Price for in conversation? No, no, thank you, no, really not that interested. I wouldn't be that interested, you know, if she wasn't Katie Price. I mean, you know, what you talk to somebody about who doesn't know the meaning of truth and uh, all she's famous for is uh, bad dress sense, lots of children with different fathers, and uh, practically bankruptcy. Who's interested? and she'd want a fee she'd have to ask for a fee wouldn't she I reckon it's the only reason she's supposedly going out with this new bloke because he's he's got money because he certainly hasn't got looks that's a fact but uh, I think she went back to the other one's house and she was seen moving toys in perhaps she's thinking of farming the children out it's a bit difficult to tell isn't it really but uh, she goes there onto this ghastly estate by the look of it and, and then she obviously goes right no let's finish with you so she finds somebody fairly quickly but there again You know, she tells lies day after day after day. Scary Spice, apparently, she owes a lot of money. She's another one who doesn't have any... She's said to have racked up £1.2 million in legal fees. Where's that money coming from, darling? Because she doesn't have any money, so she's had to take on the new X Factor in America. She's also just had surgery. How she affords that, I've got no idea. But uh, she's set for a bumper payday after agreeing a reunion tour... Dun, dun, dun... ...with the Spice Girls. They're going on tour... Uh, uh, uh. except Victoria she's not, but we always knew that Uh, they're going to do a 13 date UK tour culminating in three nights at Wembley Stadium I mean, do you really think anybody would go? three nights at Wembley Stadium? not sure about that one Simon Fuller is masterminding it so I mean, if he's he's put his weight behind it it's got to work, hasn't it? but uh, they say it could net the girls 12 million each should the tour turn out to be a sellout can't see it would be. Where would you want to... I mean, if you were sort of living in Birmingham uh, or, you know, Scotland or something, I can't think of anywhere, you know, just somewhere else, and you'd be going, or you got the chance to see them at Wembley. you want to go see them at Wembley, wouldn't you? Three-night out. Do you think they're, they're, they're still... I mean, the funny thing is, they don't need the money. They, they definitely can't need, need the money. Baby Spice definitely can't need the money. She's, I mean, she's been very careful. The only person who's been a complete prune about it is Scary Spice. But anyway, she's done a statement. What's this one? Oh, I like this, yeah. So wait a minute. And this one's called here we go. We're going She's gonna come up with a title in a minute. This is the one where Victoria never sang for about half the song. You never saw her at all. It's so good. Here we go. Here we go. Brace yourselves. I'll tell you what I want, what I really really want. tell me what you want, what you really really want. You be my lover. Mm. Look at that! Singing that on a Sunday morning, eh? No church for me today. You can tell, can't you? It's still catchy, isn't it? It's still catchy, but can they sound like it? A, if you want to be my lover, you know, it could sound a bit dreary. It was like when Take That made a comeback. The bones creaked. There was a lot of, you know, sprays and all the rest of it going on there. Anyway, she she she's done a statement. The past six months have been incredibly difficult for her. It must. It's such a such a tragic life. I've been working with a writer. Okay, it's ghosted uh, on my book, brutally honest, and it's been unbelievably traumatic. Oh God, in heaven, here we go. Here we go again. Here we go again. So confronting so many issues in my life, from the death of my dad to my relationship with men. I've also been through more than a year of court battles, which have left me financially battered. Yeah, because you were wrong. Because you were wrong. That's why. And I was at the mercy of a legal system which, she said, is completely weighed against emotionally abused women. Here we go. This is where it all comes out, isn't it? I'm being very honest in my book about so much for girl power. Exactly. Yeah, I tell you what you want. what you. Re- oh, I can't cope. I can't cope. There is no girl power. They were an assembled group put together by men, masterminded by men. The girl power bit was the lie, I'm afraid. And she says, sometimes it's too hard to cope with all the emotions, so no girl power. She says, I feel, but the problem has never been about sex or alcohol. It's always the it's always with me, sex and alcohol. It's always, you know, alcohol better, I think. I've recently been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, thank God for that. Well, that makes the book stretch out to a few more pages. But uh, she says, I'm fully aware I've been at crisis point, but I'm very, very British. And I know that that will work best for me. Mm-hmm. What's that got to do with it? But anyway, I'm struggling. But if I can shine a light on the issue of pain and you all buy my book and make me rich, you know, kind of thing, that's, that's what it comes down to. She's flogging a book. She's flogging a book. And the reason she's doing probably a clinic over here is because it's either cheaper or free, whereas in America they're going to make her pay because they don't know who she is. It's as simple as that. Uh, uh, another one here. No, Alexander Fleming, sorry, discovered penicillin. Curie was a Nobel Prize winner for, uh, for isolating radium. Yeah, well, you know, listen... I could change history. I could do what I want. It's Sunday morning. It's my show. In fact, you know, I might—I shouldn't have mentioned that. I should have just left it because nobody else would have known. Uh, what was I watching? Oh, they found another nitwit the other day to appear on The Chase. Where do they get these people from? they Some of them are so daft. So daft. Uh, CBB star, Jermaine Pennant, bedded a woman farmer but was interrupted when his dog burst into the... I thought he was married. Is he really as disgusting as we all think he is? Yep, he is. How many gangs are fighting to run the worst jail in Britain? This is HMP Birmingham. The Burger Bar Boys, apparently one of Birmingham's most feared gangs. The Johnson Crew, decade These are real gangs. I mean, seriously. Decades-long feud with Burger Boys. The Badder Bar Boys, branded young franchise of Burger Boys. The Baby Johnsons, younger relations of the Johnson Gang. The Cash Money Crew... Group affiliated to the Baby Johnsons, the Sheer Punjab, a tough gang of Brummy Sikhs, the Muslim Panthers, decades long Pakistani rivals to Sheer Punjab, and the Lynx, a Muslim gang with links to Islamic extremism. What a bunch of old girls. But at the end of the day, they're all in Nick together, aren't they? And they could just enjoy each other's company, which I'm sure they do. Sure they do. Uh, lots of problems at the airport the other day. This was at Manchester Airport, an absolute shambles. That uh, people sort of trying to get out, saying it's going to take us hours, and it's really, it's really dreadful. So don't worry, Vicky Patterson. I don't know what she does now. Does she just sort of turn up? They, they take a picture, and then we all go, oh, it's a picture of Vicky Patterson because that's about as good as it gets. Uh, Gemma Arterton, very boring. Uh, Britney Spears. I quite like Britney Spears actually. I was a bit of a. I can't tell you any of the songs. I really can't. But I'm sure I will. And then Nottingham, uh, sorry, Notting Hill Carnival, putting up all the uh, wooden barricades, kind of thing. Yes. And and apparently all of these, do you know, there were 300 arrests last year and that's supposed to be something celebrating, you know, somebody's culture. Not too sure about it. But a graffiti artist gets to work as hundreds of properties are boarded up. People who live there don't want it On on a recent survey and a survey before and a survey before that. They don't want it. Take it somewhere else. Because most of the people who go there have nothing to do with Notting Hill. Nothing to do with it at all. It's just sort of let's sort of just go and sort of cause a lot of trouble. Uh, let's hope it doesn't this year. Let's hope. Shall we pray, please. Love Island contestant, you won't know who she is. Alexandra Crane. She was uh, she was kicked out uh, fairly earlier on because there was nothing to her at all. Uh, and now, luckily, she's uh, she said it was great. I was relatable to so many girls because uh, apparently she's uh, she's lashed out at the bosses for failing to cast curvier women. It's just an excuse, isn't it, really, dear, for you being inadequate. You know, but so to to celebrate, she's gone topless. Fantastic, dear. I bet your parents must be thrilled. <clears throat> what a good career move. What a good career move. And uh, the family of uh, rock star Prince are suing a doctor for failing to treat him for drug addiction. What is it with people who can't get through their lives without doing drugs? You know, mind you, I suppose alcohol is a drug, cigarettes are a drug, but there's always something, isn't there? And then some people get a bit carried away with all the different drugs which are available. And I sort of think, well, you're on the road to nothing. And then the next minute they turn up on television, balmy as a fruitcake. You know, here we go, here's somebody here who's done, you know, this, and they've done that. And all I'm thinking is, well, how did you ever get into drugs in the first place? Who, who was it that actually persuaded you to take drugs? Because I just, I just don't understand why you'd ever want to take something. I mean, people die. You take drugs and people die. Oh, look, the Pope's still meeting people. Hello? Do you notice the Pope didn't speak English? He had to have a translator. I thought he spoke lots of different languages. But uh, obviously not. They have their official photographer who actually goes, goes with him. And um, it must be quite nice being the Pope going, oh, good day today, good turnout. and uh, let's go home for some chicken and chips. I wonder what he eats. I think he eats <coughs> excuse me, normal food like the rest of us. He eats pasta and something like that. Or, or he like, <laughs> likes a bit of a baguette. You know, as you do. What's he have for breakfast in the morning? That's you know cornflakes. Is there an Italian version of cornflakes? No, I, I, I bet there probably is. Actually, I've never seen it. I bet he has cocoa pops. Do you reckon? I think he must do actually. And uh, Rob says, "Won't be long before Katie Price will be bragging about her new lover on Loose Women." I think they might. Have. The trouble is, they don't ask any questions on Loose Women. They they, they don't bother. It's obviously because they're they spra- but she's not been invited on for ages. I don't. I don't think she's a very good representative of anybody on there, but uh, she will be talking to anybody who'll listen. Oh, this one's the best one ever. Like the last one was, but that was last week, and as uh, she's a bit dreary and boring, the Spice Girls could use a cardboard cutout, Steve, uh, of Victoria on stage, much more animated and a better singer, says John. Oh, that's it. This is uh, Italian cereal. It's called Misura. It's cornflakes. Looks like cornflakes, doesn't it? Senza zucchero. It's cornflakes with milk. And apparently it's uh, something La Tua legareza. Probably means it hasn't got any sugar in it or something. I don't know. Maybe something. It does look like cornflakes, doesn't it? Very very naff box, I'm afraid. Very naff box. 6.15 is the time. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Uh, Cliff says, I've got money, Steve. It's just in somebody else's bank account. And that's what I always say to them as well. Uh, sack for staff at the home office. The home Office. Believe it or not, Home Office chiefs have fired 192 officials in three years for offences, including corruption, cyberbullying and assault. There were 709 disciplinary cases between 2015 and 2017. Seven got the boot for bullying, harassment or discrimination, including cyberbullying. Two were sacked for using inappropriate websites, while 25 went for serious abuse or misuse of IT, a further 18 were dismissed for either fraud, corruption, theft or forgery, and two, for failing to report an arrest or conviction. Good grief. And that's at the Home Office. Don't they check people? Don't they check people? They obviously don't, do they? They don't, um... They definitely don't do that. Apparently, Nick, um... I nearly said Nick Ferrari then, actually. I changed my mind, actually. Nick Knowles, who launched a Twitter rant at a cafe last week, has seen two restaurants he invested in go under. I didn't know he'd invested in uh, restaurants, but, uh, you know, one was in Richmond, apparently. The Retreat in Richmond, which lost 600 and... Oh, sorry, 62,000 in the first year. The Retreat, I don't even know where the Retreat is. Thought I knew Richmond, but obviously I don't know these sort of places. We've got the circus coming in a couple of weeks' time to Twickenham. We've got Zippo's Circus, so uh, my friend Paul and I always go to that. We always like that. That's a a bit of excitement, a little bit of excitement. Um, Erm... Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Ha <laughs> ha. And somebody says you're better off with brown onions because apparently uh, red onions make your hands purple. No, I always buy the ready chopped ones. They're delicious. Absolutely delicious. I bought them I bought them a couple of weeks ago and I bought them uh, a few times since then. And and I I really do like them. I know, as Collie says, they don't taste fresh, but they, but they look they've got a sell by date. They're in a heat sealed bag in you know? well, it well heat seal, whatever it's sort of bag it is, actually. Um uh, Paul uh, apparently sometimes shops in Waitrose, says Donnie. There you go. Which is quite nice. Somebody says, it's the 13th Sunday after Trinity today, Steve. You off to Holy Mass? If not, shall I say one for you? No, sir. right. I've got loads of people saying one for me. Thank you. I don't need any more, actually. i have got quite enough. I mean, I think I'm assured of my place in heaven. You know? Just in case you're worried about that. Uh, we're still droning on with dreary Stormy Daniels. You know, so Stormy Daniels might or might not have had relations with Donald Trump. You know, that's your only claim to fame, dear. You've had sex with hundreds of men, hundreds of men. She's telling a story about how her mother starved her and didn't leave her any food and that kind of stuff. The mother hates her, as you can well imagine. So uh, no love, love lust there. And um, it's, you know, it's it's a bleak, a bleak time for Donald Trump. But this one will run and run and run. Mind you, Monica Lewinsky, also Famous, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You lying old man. You certainly did, pal. Anyway, you know what she's destined for? Monica Lewinsky. The one who sort of, ooh, hello, might like have sex with me. And uh, she's heading for uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. In this country. In this country. Like anybody under the age of 30 will have the faintest idea who she is. And, of course, that's what sends out the wrong message. So what, why are you in there? Uh, because you had sex with him. You There's no other interest in you. No other interest at all. Uh, also, Celebrity Big Brother, as you now know, have removed uh, Rodrigo Alves, a disgusting, horrible, filthy piece of work, as a racist. Used the N-word, I think, three times. Used it once too often. They went, you've got to go now. It's as simple as that. And also the bank holiday chaos on the roads. There are certain lines which aren't operating. There's roadworks. There's all the sort of things that are going to make you really, really angry. It's not a bank holiday, and especially if it rains. If it rains as well, that would be the last thing you want to do, isn't it, Really? Uh, Holly says Katie Price must go through so many men so quickly She must have a waiting list Oh yes, there's no shortage of a waiting list But the trouble is, every time she opens her mouth She lies You know, this one, I wish I'd met this latest one Not this latest one, but the one before him uh, Definitely, you know, I should have met him years ago he's, he's the best one, he's this, he's that Two days later, she's found somebody else in a pub So, you know, good luck to you, darling Good luck to you uh, Steve, what about uh, ex Pope Benedict, says Ian no. Producer says no. Uh, Coco Popes? I think not. Thank you. And um, John says, You mentioned cornflakes. When I was at school, another kid told me they were all the dried-out scabs collected from hospitals. Put me right off. Really? Kids normally eat anything, don't they? They don't care. They don't care. And uh, Steve, I wonder if that woman MP will complain about people dancing at the carnival because they're not Caribbean. Yes, yeah, Probably. Probably. I'd I'd defy anybody to go there. Excuse me, jerk rice? Anybody got jerked rice? Go on. Must be selling it. It's a well-known thing, isn't it? This is Dawn, of course, who uh, being investigated for quite a few things at the moment. Not looking very promising, is it, really? But there again, you know. Uh, The error of our ways, the Pope's Dublin visit, overshadowed by the abuse. Um, Somebody holding up a banner, which he could quite clearly read, although he might not read English, I don't know. Pope, head of the biggest paedophile ring in the history of the church. Because it's, it, this is, as I say, this is not new. This is really not new. This is this goes back 40, 50 years, I should imagine. And that's even, you know, before people were talking about it. So uh, it's it's not good. Uh, Idris Elba says, take a look in the mirror before you carry a knife. Um, there were some school children the other day, seven of them arrested. Uh, because one of them uh, tried to disembowel somebody else at school. I mean, seriously, these people need taken out. You need to sort them out immediately. I don't know what we do for them. What do we do? What do we do? How do you stop people going out carrying knives? Take the hands off? You know, make sure that they go... I mean, there's nothing that's going to stop them, is there? Absolutely nothing at all. And I bet you anything, even after all the mentions in the press and the mentions on the radio and the television programmes and everything else, I bet you anything, you'll still find at the end of today, they'll go and there were 142 people arrested at the Nottingham Carnival on Children's Day. On Children's Day. You know, and that'll be... And we'll be going, oh, dear, they even want to ruin it for children. As well, poor souls. Here's a lovely picture of uh, Alexandra Burke. Lovely. And uh, she celebrated her birthday. Many happy returns of the day. Because she's uh, she's lovely. Uh, Demi's sad granddad. Demi Lovato's granddad has made a plea for her to quit Hollywood after her overdose. And uh, Danny's recoupling with Radio's Roman. Ooh. Even I know what that is. Even I know what that is. Here is this super yacht. It's the billionaire owner of Tottenham Hotspur in hot water. He's parked his giant yacht right outside one of Britain's poshest addresses. It's £113 million. I'd love to go for a walk round one of these yachts. I, I wrote to him and said, can I come have a look round? You know, it's 321 foot. It's called Aviva and uh, it's a floating home. It's mo- 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 moored up by Butler's Wharf. The trouble is nobody's going to see you. If you've got a boat that's worth £131 million... Look at me, look at me, look at me. I'd have me projected on the side of it, an image of me at the... T- everything. Everything. Miss Mr Lewis, he's 81. Might not be riding on it for much longer. Uh, he's risen from humble East End routes, but uh, he now lives beside movie star Sean Connery. it uh, has got 25 crew, but only 16 passengers. Lord above. There must be very large people. Very large people. Uh, Kelly gave me the courage to reveal my true self This is the transgender referee We're going to be bored witless by the end of this week I promise you Because now it's uh, Kelly Maloney Who said go go public We're all going yeah fine whatever whatever. Uh, do I watch The Crown? Prince Philip shoots down star Matt Powell Do I watch The Crown? Don't be ridiculous he says Oh by the way Jamie Oliver's got a, uh, a perfect pasta book out Better just explain to Dawn the MP He's not Italian a little go at that one as well dear why don't you, you made yourself look even dafter than you possibly could, even Nick Ferrari talks about you in his uh, column today Um, Asda victory in trolley war, Asda was more than £5 cheaper than its nearest rival you know they do these things where they go it's cheaper here and cheaper there and I always think to myself, I can't really be bothered it's like oh if, if you buy your bread here but you buy your pork scratchings over here you know you can save tuppence a week or something and you go why bother who cares? The sexy waitress. Have you heard of this one? Sissy or Sitchy Coleman? Ever heard of her? I've never heard of her. Producers never. And he's heard of most people who are on the on the dating market. He seriously has got an encyclopedia. But she's revealed that that she's on this first dates programme. I'm so sorry, Sissy. I didn't think the programme was about you. I just thought you were a server. Why are you jumping on the bandwagon? She says that the show has wrecked her own chances of romance. She's been involved since it started in 2013. And uh, she's in Italy, first date's hotel. Oh, God, how dull. Honestly, it's just about anybody, isn't it, really? It is just about anybody nowadays. You know, you have sex with an ex-president of the United States of America, and he then denies it for all, you know, all of kingdom. And then and we go, oh, let, let's let book her for I'm a celebrity. Pfft. It's Master Chef Greg signing uh, up Mrs. to Chef um, because his wife, Anne-Marie, this is uh, Gregs little little Gregs uh, she ended up on the stage she's doing food demos with him oh god oh well see how long that relationship lasts and uh, Robbie Williams and Ada Field uh, Teddy could be next on the stage as well they've already started filming uh, the X factor they're sort of they they they're quite a way in so don't ever think that anything you're watching is live it's all memorex which doesn't matter uh, my Stacey's a TV star this is strictly come dancing hopeful Stacey Dooley. She's a waitress-turned-presenter, aren't they all? They're all desperate to... I spoke to somebody the other day, a presenter, and um, it, was, it was very entertaining for me. It was very enlightening, because I said, are you, are you fiercely ambitious? And they said, yes, really. I said, what do you want to do? And they went, television. More, more sort of television. Television kind of sort of summed it up. I just went, oh, right, television. Thinking, oh, right, that encompasses everything. I don't think we actually narrowed it down to anything... anything sort of less than television, so, television it was. And I thought, isn't it funny? I don't have that hunger anymore for doing things outside. You know, this sort of... You know, when you're younger, you go, oh, perhaps I need to be famous. And I've worked with loads of people over the years, seriously, who, who would do anything, scratch your eyes out. Scratch your eyes out to sort of, you know, to get a gig. And I used to think, I can't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered. I mean, really, no interest to in me whatsoever. You know, people wanting to be famous. And you think, why do people want to be famous? Is it, is it the money? Is it, I'm trying to think what else it could be apart from the mind. Perhaps it's the adoration of people. Perhaps it's the bit where you walk down the street and they go, hi. You go, hi, because I get that now. I get that now. And you value your anonymity. And believe you me, Nick, it's always going to be like that. It's never going to change. The rest of your life it's going to be, who was that person? Yes, you'll be a very rich person spiritually. Financially, nothing at all. Nothing at all. But, uh, but that's, that's what people do, isn't it? People want to be famous. And you ask them, why do you want to be famous? And they don't really know why they want to be famous. They just want to be known. They just want to be, I suppose, accepted by people. And, uh, Steve, I remember when Dave Allen used to mock his own Catholic faith and once did a sketch of the Pope doing a striptease, which had Catholics up in arms. I know. But he was he was very irreverent. But then you knew if you went to watch Dave Allen on his TV shows, that's what he, that's what he did. I had dinner with him once. I had dinner with Dave Allen once. He was, uh, I thought he was very good, very dry. Check him on YouTube. But a lot, lot of Catholic humour, you know. I mean, why not? What are you saying? What are you saying? Catholics don't have a sense of humour? Goodness sake. LBC News Time 6.30, the latest headlines this morning with Thomas Watts. we are listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 7, Sunday morning. I keep saying it's Bank Holiday Sunday because it is Bank Holiday Sunday. And, um, Pat says, I bought the last packet of Jamie's jerk rice from Tamworth Sainsbury's last Friday. The furore has obviously worked in Jamie's favour. But it doesn't matter if you don't want to eat it, don't eat it. We've had all sorts of peculiar people on the television going, of course, it's not his culture. What, to use the word jerk? He uses the word pasta. He's not Italian. I've used the word sweet and sour. Do you think that makes me Chinese? Of course it doesn't. Never anything so stupid in my entire life. And, um... And uh, Somebody says, don't knock Britain's Got Talent. I have an audition with the missus coming up. Fingers and toes crossed. She can sing. I can play. Oh, God, it will be a disaster. An absolute dis- I can just uh, tell now. I can tell now. Steve, we, we've just come back from a self-catering holiday in Italy. We discovered the Misura brand. My diabetic hubby loved the cornflake biscuits and couldn't believe the sugar-free version. So there you go. Can't find this brand, says Christina, anywhere in the UK. Oh, you will. Oh, you, you, I promise you, you will find it. It'll be something. There will be an Italian deli who will do it. There must be loads of places. Why don't you just go on to Google and type in, you know, the name of the uh, of the Misura, and I bet I bet you find it. You probably find it on Amazon. Try it on Amazon, or if not Google, it's always fairly popular. And because uh, that was from Christina, who is completely addicted to the show and just come back from a self catering holiday in Italy. Do you know I like self catering holidays. I like the idea that you go over there and somebody's left you a loaf of bread and some peanut butter and some butter and some cheese and some milk. stuff. I like that idea. I like that idea because I think I just think it's sort of quite nice. I I mean, I like hotels as well, but it's never when I wake up. I wake up at sort of like two in the morning or something like that. And uh, Donnie says cereal in Italy. Don't be so silly. Yes, well, it is. It's on sale and people are people are writing in all about it. And loving every minute of it. Every minute of it. So there it is. Radio Times poll. There you go. I was top man. Top man. As voted for by the... And look. Look at... Was that 2016 Radio Times? I know. It was lovely, wasn't it? I'm so glad I wasn't in the women's section. I never would have stood a cat in hell's chance. But uh, <laughs> but I managed to make it. So And that was voted for by, by the public. So I was quite... I was so thrilled... Seriously, I've never won anything like that. But I did get an award from uh, Arkiva. But then they stopped doing the awards after I won. But it doesn't matter. I've got an award. It's a, it, doesn't, it's a, it means something to, to people. And this one was quite a nice one to get. I thought so, anyway. I thought so. I thought it was quite, uh, quite sweet. You know, it's nice to get something, isn't it? It's Some sort of recognition uh, for sort of, for doing your job. I realise that. I realise that. Uh, I might have worn my kimono. We did that last week, didn't we? The kimono, I got it last week. Yeah, I I I, I wonder why you would mention that. You're a bit jealous, aren't you? Because you don't have a kimono. You got oh, that's right. You've got the nicked. Sorry, the uh, borrowed and return it very soon. Champagne's dressing gown. Well, is it? White. Why does everybody in hell? Oh, <laughs> why does everybody in health spas all have to walk around in white? So you look like a ghost. You know, why can't they have sort of, you know, reds, blues? And depending on how well you've done determines the colour of dressing gown that you that you end up with. So in other words, if you've been really rubbish and you've actually uh, put on loads of weight, you get, you get a black dressing gown, you know, a red dressing gown if you've sort of lost a little bit and then a yellow dressing gown and then eventually you sort of, you work up actually. <laughs> I quite like the idea. I think that's quite good. Colour coordinated. Colour coordinated. And, um... Felicity says it's not his use of the word jerking. It's a way of cooking meat and spices. But anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. You don't have to come from the Caribbean to do it. It'd be silly. It's honestly, it's sort of finding fault where there is no fault. He's called it jerk rice. Everybody's told me there's no such thing as jerk rice. Well, there you go. He's selling it. Who's the stupid one? He's selling jerk rice. And uh, I couldn't find it either the other day. Uh, locked in live on the app. Just got up work at 11. So going back to sleep. I know. Uh, my family used to own the Silverdale and Kent's Bank and Kent's Bank hotels in the eighties. Good Lord, uh, the Kent's Bank is now flats in the Lake District. Everything's in flats. Everything's. I've, I've lost track of the amount of beautiful country houses and beautiful places. That all of a sudden, somebody goes in there because nobody can afford to, to keep it, and then they end up um, end up turning it into flats. Oh, Nottingham Carnival. A lot of people not wearing much clothing. So a lot of that, actually. So please don't make it rain. We don't want any rain, thank you very much indeed. It's sort of good. It's like sort of a fun fair on the the move, but it's just like uh, a lot of it. Right, so the advice is today, don't take loads of money. Don't take your mobile phone. Make sure you keep an eye on the kids. You know, there's all these sort of things. Don't wear flashy jewellery. You know, anything that draws attention to yourself, just blend into the background. You'll have a great time. It's as simple as that. Uh, Why is that woman who admires and copies Katie Price's various plastic and Botox adjustments failing to understand the men they're trying to attract? I find it all very revolting, says Mark. Well, I mean, Katie Price, I mean, the reason that she gets through a lot of men is because she's very lonely. She's very lonely. She's very insecure. She's not this big bombastic person who thinks she is. She's just, she's absolutely not. She can only do it if she swears. She can't, she can't do it any other way. And it's, uh, it's a shame, really, because that's why she's never going to find anybody to actually be with her for any longer than a few weeks now. Because ask any of her ex-husbands, they'll tell you exactly what she's like. Totally self-obsessed. She doesn't care about anybody else. She thinks she is the be-all and end-all, but she's the one facing the bankruptcy. She's the one who's going to have to sell that house. She's the one who it's all going to go really horribly wrong. It's already started, hasn't it? Which is, uh, you know, which is great. Which is great because she hasn't been told. She won't be told. She thought she could drive the car, you know, without sort of having to worry about the fact that she was banned from driving. So she thinks she's above the law. And she just carries on enjoying herself. She's got no intention of paying anything back, I shouldn't think, because otherwise where's the money going to come from? Few appearances on Loose Women. Last year on Loose Women she only made 10,000 quid in the year. So she's probably on, I don't know, 350, 400 quid. Plus a taxi. Can't see it paying any more money than that because there's a few of them. So the, the budget for the programme is not vast. Not huge. Uh, right, 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 right. What have we got? 20 to 7. Front page of the, uh, the Mail on Sunday. The scandal of the ghost patients. This is a, an amazing... Each patient that a GP has on their list, the GP gets £151.4. And so what they do is they sort of fill in a, a form thing and they, they tell you exactly how many patients they have there was one in the midlands and um, they had a practice at this 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 doctor's practice 24 ghost patients 24 patients who never existed uh, all from the same house Uh, most of the patients registered they said to the address did not have appropriate status to be in the UK the surgery was given a slap on the wrist because they're bent they get 151 pounds a patient who died in 1969 stayed on a GP's practice list for 40 years. In another case, a South London couple who emigrated to Australia in the 60s discovered they were still with their practice when they visited Britain in 2014. I mean, it's all over the place. I mean, GP's starting salary is about 56,000. You know, there's, there's all sorts of other things. There was a doctor who cashed in by listing M. Mouse. Among hundreds of bogus patients, Dr Andrew Thompson deleted appointment slots from his diary and filled the gaps with ghost patients. But the GP avoided suspension after explaining the scam was down to his heavy workload. Fantastic, isn't it? Well done, NHS. Well done, NHS. RSPCA under fire for a six-figure payout to a former chief executive. I'm telling you, charity is big business nowadays. It's just just money-making. Uh, Purdy, you remember Joanna Lumley and that, that hairstyle that she had on the Avengers? Everybody went for it, but that perfect hair nearly ended up on the cutting room floor. Fabulous. I love Jo Lumley. Seriously, every time she comes in, she's so charming. So, so charming, which, uh, which I like, actually. Uh, Steve, all this fuss about food. Pasta was taken from the Chinese by Marco Polo, and people dance, think they can make Yorkshire pudding. That MP needs to find some work. Well, there's some very odd people out there, seriously. Very, very odd. Uh, Steve, it's not bank holiday Sunday or Monday in Scotland. The bank holiday is still the first weekend in August. Well, boo you. Well, boo you. Not my fault you don't have a bank holiday, David, in Aviemore. What's Aviemore famous? Skiing, isn't it? I seem to remember Aviemore famous for skiing. It's thing I've not done. Don't, don't want to do it, actually. And the woman lost at sea for ten hours. The woman who wastes everybody's time. Here she is. She was hailed a heroine. She did jump. The first thing she said to the rescuers, where will I find the money to pay? Yeah, I wonder where. Where are you finding the money at the moment, dear, to live? Because she jumps off the back of a ship, and how uh, oh, she never hit the back of it, jumping, I've got no idea. But anyway, she didn't, and uh, it cost the, the cruise line, it's something like £420,000. that to compensate people, people miss their connecting flights. She's a stupid woman, very, very stupid Somebody said she was desperately upset about disrupting the travel plans. I bet she was. I bet she was. I don't think she was, actually. Uh, There's also stories on um, Alex Salmond and the hotel death probe being obstructed by Egyptian officials. The daughter's not at all happy. More dreariness from... From Susanna Constantine. We've heard it before, dear. Very dull. Very boring. Just get on with it and do it, OK? Just, you know, if you can't do it, you can't do it. And nobody cares. It's not going to sort of change the world in any way, shape or form. Uh, the High Street Rivals, <coughs> excuse me, losing their cool over a copycat coach. You see stuff all the time. You must do. I've seen programmes on, on television where they have people who, um, who sort of copy an item. And it can be you can get it copied all over the place actually. And something that's very popular, they'll they'll have a copycat version. So whenever you get a royal wedding, uh, you'll get a copycat version of the uh, of the dress. Uh, uh, I see that uh, Karen and Kevin Clifton have split up again. What a boring twosome they are. We've had enough of it by now. Drearies. Why don't you just go away and do something else? Why don't you sort of try and try and be adults as opposed to this splitting up, not splitting up, splitting up, not splitting up? Because apparently Kevin has uh, been three times married. Who cares? He's a nobody. Total nobody. Total nobody. This silly invention of splitting up, it's beginning to sound as dreary as Caroline Flack. Very boring. Uh, The director rang Cher and said, you're too old and you're not sexy. What a dreadful thing to say to Cher, isn't it? I mean, admittedly, she might be too old now. She's over 70, I think. But uh, she's definitely sexy, isn't she? I think so. It's like Joan Collins. She's definitely sexy. You know, I don't I think I, don't, I should ever say to somebody that they uh, they weren't. Uh, Steve says in on the Wirral, didn't English sailors make beef jerky to have meat on long voice on voyages and other nations, Vikings and Native Americans make it to prepare for winter. Yes, beef jerky. You can buy. I've got a, we've got a South African shop down the road from me. They sell beef jerky. In fact, you can buy it in Costco. Perhaps they're not allowed to use the word jerky. That oh, people have really got their knickers in a twist over it, as if it makes any difference. Roger says, passed through London yesterday by Park Lane, filled with very expensive cars with Middle Eastern plates. Yes, it's the Arab Playboys over. My question was, are they insured to drive the supercars on the roads? And, uh, well, I don't know, but they have loads of them. Last night, there were loads of them driving around London. They all do the little show-off bit. <coughs> Excuse me, they have the little show-off bit of driving, and then they rev them up. They've been told about it before. I I wish I was a policeman. I'd have them off the road immediately. But uh, the weather, I don't know. It's going to get warm again. We're going to suffer, aren't we? We're going to suffer with... I just don't want it to be hot. Not hot, hot, hot. Not as it it has been. Uh, The gadgets that can change your life. I love little bits like this. I really do. Uh, I always look through and think, do I need that? Do I need it? Do I not need it? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Would I like the Pope to pop it? Can you imagine if there always pages in the Daily Mail today on all sorts of gadgets that you really want? My favourite is the the radio table. It looks like, for those people old enough, one of those high-fidelity units where you lift it up and it's got a record player. It's only £2,000. <laughs> it's got a CD player in it as well, which is lovely. And um, uh, Dr. Ellie is backing the, uh, the gay doctor, Dr. Ranj Singh. He's spoken of his insecurities. Yes, we've seen... Yes, we've seen his insecurities. He's going to be another gay one on the television, we're all going to be very bored with. He's going to go, because I'm gay, we should have... So- oh, yeah, all right, we've heard it before, dear. Goodness sake, get over yourself. But uh, he's setting a great example, she says, for everybody getting off the sofa and moving. Yeah, but, well, it's not really, because he was just... He, he's getting money for this. He's going onto a television programme. Dr Ellie. You know, it's not, you know... We aren't, unfortunately, in that friv- privileged position. Sharon Marshall. Cost her 70000 quid and two miscarriages... She had IVF, and uh, she used to feature on LBC, actually. I put her on one day. God, I tell you, she's ever so gobby. She, she can open a bottle of beer with her teeth. Seriously, which I think, you know, to be honest with you, is one of those one of those tricks I've never actually managed. Uh, what have we got? We've got 12 to 7. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nine minutes to seven. So uh, Tom Swarbrick's going to be with you uh, just after news at seven this morning for breakfast on LBC. I don't. I, mean, I think probably apart from uh, touching on uh, the U.S. Senator John McCain, who's died after he stopped treatment for brain cancer, he'll probably also be looking ahead to the Notting Hill Carnival. And let's hope, as everybody said, that it's, uh, it's it's sort of it's something that you can sort of keep under control. I'm sure the police are also thinking exactly the same thing. I've seen it in previous years where there has been sort of almost rioting on the streets and as I say, for the people who live at Notting Hill, they don't enjoy it very much at all, believe you me. Will you be watching the one-off show of Gemma Collins in Malaga? Apparently she'll be opening a shop out there on ITVB, says Sharon. Probably not. I did see, I don't know if it was an old programme or not, it was obviously a a TOWIE programme with another set-up thing with, uh, oh no, it must be old actually, because it had Gemma Collins and Arge Apparently, when they were an item, you know, it's sort of on-off, on-off. And uh, and then they had poor old Chloe Sims, you know, a very old woman, standing there arguing with somebody, pointing her finger and using these very... I don't know, I, I can't quite work out, actually, Towie, because the boys seem a little bit, you know, like... or oh, eh, 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 And all that kind of stuff. And the girls go... Eh, 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 and speak like three-year-olds. And Chloe Sims is no different. She sounds like a three-year-old. She was saying to some bloke, don't you ever diss me no again. Don't you ever diss me again. And I'm thinking... What are you doing in this bar? You're too old, dear. You're too old. You need to go to Derby and Joan Club. You need to retire from this. Go and do something else. Because it's just, they just argue. Everybody argues all the time. So boring. Uh, Ready sliced veggies go really rancid, very quickly, very toxic. I use them straight away. I buy them one day, use them that day. I don't leave them. Definitely. And Grace says, I've no idea what colour are my onions. I buy fresh onions to reduce plastic packages where possible. Well, there are so many different sorts of onions using Spanish onions. You know, the one ooh, and you can use red onions as all sorts of onions. I just, I just listen to me. They either do a white onion, which is sliced or they do a, a red onion. And I just empty it out of the packet into the saucepan and put things on top of it. And that's it. I don't make it too uh, too complicated. David wrote to me. And said, first time I've contacted you, I'm from a long line of Steve Allen fans. My nan, Rosie, who used to claim she lived in Archway, but really lived off the Holloway Road, passed away. And my mum, Jean, from Burnt but now Abbott's Langley, showed me the way. And I'm now a Steve Allen addict, which is uh, in keeping with, uh, with everybody else. Uh, my wonderful mother, Jean, 80 this year, has been going through a very tough time. We've had to get Dad placed in a care home, so having a bit of a battle with social services. And she's terrible panic attacks. What with the stress? She's at her worst in the morning, but feels better when she turns on the radio and hears your voice. So, as her loving son... Here we go. Here comes the pleading bit. Can I ask you, find a quick moment to tell her to stay strong, carry on the good fight, and have faith that things will work out. What was that? Do you know, just reading that line there, was there not a hymn we sung at school, Fight the Good Fight... Fight the good fight, with all your might... Da, 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 da. I just seem to remember that, Fight the Good Fight. I'm sure it was a hymn, and I'm sure we sung it at school, because being a, a good a good uh, Christian boy, I learnt all the carols, I learnt all the hymns and everything else, and because we had to do them day in, day out, and if you were in the uh, the church choir, you had to do them in the evening as well, but I'm sure we sang Fight the Good Fight. Fight the good fight, with all your might producer, desperately thinking, here we go, the end of the blooming programme, now he starts asking questions. Here we go, is it? Dreadful version. Dreadful version. No, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we get the reggae version. Oh, now that would really please me. If there was a reggae version of Hymns, I'd be the first one to buy it. <sighs> me and Toots and the Maytails. So anyway, tell her off for not eating and drinking enough. Goodness sake, Jean. That was my mum's name, Jean. That uh, her friends and family, sadly only me left now, are right behind her in love with it. would mean the world to her and be forever and you're dead. OK, check to the usual place. Thank you very much indeed. You don't do these things for free, do we? I'm sure it'll all work out, Jean. Panic not. I always think at the end of the day, you know, things that have... It's, it's like, you know, I have my, my friends Bryn and Annie over in France. And uh, Bryn has got uh, a form of dementia. And uh, Annie, they haven't had the best of health, but they're soldiering on. They soldier on to try and sort of, uh, to try and sort of, you know, make it through. But uh, it's good. And and Chris, my friend, says yes, we sang that too. Isn't that funny the things you remember all these years later. You remember all these different things. Front pages. Uh, why did they die? This is the Britons who died in the Egyptian hotel. They've uh, they've had an autopsy, as far as I know, and they've said it's all fine. Uh, Paul Hollywood. He says I'm not TV's Mister Nasty. Uh, PPI payouts from beyond the grave, the consumer group accusing the banks of failing to publicise little-known rights to demand compensation. Father begs Megan to let him see her one more time. Not going to happen, is it? Not gonna, do you know, do you, can you not see the disaster here? He's going to die and she won't go to the funeral. Can you? I mean, I, I just see these. Why she's not contacted me, I've got no idea. Uh, the scandal of the ghost patients is the mail. Uh, the mirror, Trump tied to silence me, but I will testify. I don't know, I think you're sort of digging a big pit for yourself here. She reveals death threats from President's followers. So, she says, we have no knowledge of this at all. Idris Elba, the message to kids on knife crime. That's, uh, you know, the most sensible thing. That's what I would have liked to hear from the MP, Dawn. More worried about, you know, whether or not we're doing jerk rice as opposed to worrying about kids being murdered on the streets. Why don't you have something to say about that? Because they don't, do they? The world exclusive for The Sun today. Melby i I'll check into clinic. Good, good. Off you go. Uh, At the moment, the Oasis rocker grabbed lover by throat. Oh dear, I'm hoping that's not true, but the pictures, uh, I mean, if it is him, uh, don't do don't look too good. Paul in front of the Daily Star, uh, talking about his grief over his nephew, who died some time ago. And uh, Paul went to the, uh, to the funeral, affected him quite badly. Uh, also, the pooches that went from wags to riches. That'd be people like Pudsey, Lassie, Wellard, Garrick, Toto, and Shep. Everybody's favourite Shep. Goodness sake, honestly. And Toto. Come on, Toto. <laughs> I hated the film. <laughs> Sunday Times this morning make helmets compulsory, says Champion. This is for cyclists. Chelsea for sale. Chelsea Football Club. Roman Abramovich selling Chelsea. Bobby's on the beat, slashed by a third. Frontline police numbers tumble as violence soars. And uh, the Irish PM tells the Pope act over the abuse. What can he do? What can, I don't know what he can do apart from fire people left, right and centre. And The Telegraph. Pope apologises for child sex abuse, sort of. May order space race with EU after Brexit. And uh, Ale, Ada Fielding on spicing up primetime with her husband Robbie Williams. Another boring, dreary interview, I'm afraid. It's very dull. We've heard it all before. Heard it all before. We don't want to hear it ever again. Listen, have yourself a great day today. If you're going to Notting Hill Carnival, heed my uh, advice, over what to take and what not to take up there. And uh, do make sure that you download the LBC app, because as well as listening to LBC, wherever you are, you can listen back to this and all of our other programmes from last week for free on our catch-up feature. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on catch-up. Simple as that. I'm going to be back at 9 o'clock this evening for In Conversation, Alexandra Burke, among others. And uh, it's a great one, actually. Great one. Uh, there is um, a Sicilian family owned grocery uh, on the King's Road, says Chris in Chelsea. It has genuine Italian produce. It's very likely they will stock Misura. So there you go. You see, you can get anything in London. Coming up at 10 o'clock this morning, Nigel Farage. But right now with breakfast on LBC, it's Tom Swabrick. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4 a.m. Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5 a.m.